Well, hey, I'm Andy. Welcome to the Andy McMillan Podcast, and we're in week four of our discussion on Hebrews 12. And I just want to give ourselves props that for four weeks, we've made not one Hebrews coffee joke. Are you sure? Um, Did we? I don't think so. Maybe just never made it to film. Well, congratulations to us. Well, today we are filming the last episode um, of Hebrews chapter twelve, and uh, it's been it's been kind of a crazy weekend. We've we've had this on the docket to do for a few days, and it like you just get to the end of the day and you're just like, uh, well, we can do that to tomorrow. <laughs> I feel like all we've done is run errands today, even though it's we have a lot a lot of errands that yeah, we run a lot of a lot of errands a lot of errands that actually weren't even fruitful um jessica has been saving all of these um all these cans because i drink a lot of seltzer water that's my jam we haven't been saving them we have um, been recycling like we're it looks like a recycling to. center in the back of our house no, like like you could drop cans off you could drop like 100 cans off we would not notice that there are more cans right this moment there is one garbage bag full of cans it's that is all if that garbage can it's one bag if it's one garbage bag then it's a garbage bag that could cover oklahoma because there is so many bags out there with it's one bag cans it's it's got to be more than that no it's one promise pinky pinky uh, swear yeah so and basically i'm the only reason that we have cans in the house i can't think of anything else we use there's some glass stuff i guess we we recycle but that that's a different thing I, I did not – we didn't really recycle growing up. And I, I don't know if it's just like a southern thing, but I definitely didn't think about recycling until we got married. Um, it was like, I mean, we didn't like really one, recycle one trash much place. in Florida. Like one, one trash box. Did we? Did, no. We I mean, we like put cardboard. Yeah, I guess we did like cardboard and stuff. But we didn't – yeah, I guess we didn't. We do, we do that more here. I don't know why. Like you moved to the Pacific Northwest. They and want us to. Yeah. <laughs> you go from like one to – 80 trash cans like oh no you have to put your your trash can uh your trash in separate containers now um also jessica's working on a garden which adds another trash can because now we have trash we have bottles we have cans we have compost oh we also have cardboard and we have cardboard so that's five five different places like like i never thought that that throwing things away um, would have to utilize a part of my brain. I don't. I don't save know the planet. I, yeah, thanks a lot, Recycle. Bernie Sanders. I don't think he you say it like Bernie. Like, save the planet. Uh, well, we're gonna jump into uh, scripture today. Oh, but before we do, we got an announcement. Sort of announcement, not really announcement. Just telling you, the faithful listeners and watchers, um, we are doing something a little bit different. Um, this. Uh, uh, this week, we are changing the space up a little bit. So for those of you guys who watch us on YouTube, um, it'll change a little bit. We are actually, there's a room right over here in our house, and uh, we are setting it up to be a like a little office slash YouTube studio so that we don't have to drag all this crap out every time we do this. Because there's like 30 minutes of putting stuff up every time we film right now. So we'll be able to jump in. Either just me doing stuff or uh, Jess doing stuff with me or maybe she's going to start doing her own stuff. I don't know. 
We'll see what happens. But it'll be easier because it'll just be set up. But, well, anyway, we're going to jump into the scripture today, the last part of Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to be reading verses, what is it, 14? 18. 18, sorry, 18 through 28. 29, sorry. 29, 18 through 29. Let's read this together. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem and to innumerable angels and festal gatherings and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge of all and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised yet once more I will shake not only the earth but also the heavens. This phrase yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. As we look at these last few verses in Hebrews 12, I think it's appropriate to look at them in a few different sections, one of them being Hebrews 18 through, I think it's like 23, 24, where uh, the author is comparing essentially the old covenant versus the new covenant. He's, he's comparing this old way that people would come to God and what the experience of coming to God in that fashion versus this new covenant that we have with Jesus and when we talk about not just Hebrews 12, but the entirety of the book of Hebrews, we have to remember who it was written to. It was written to people who were being persecuted for their faith. It was written to people who were being mistreated because of their faith. It was uh, people who were being disowned by their families. And the, the huge idea when we look at Hebrews 12 is twofold. Number one is to say, don't give up. Don't run away. Don't forsake those who have found Jesus with you. Don't, don't leave that community. Stay together and stay the course. And the second thing that we see constantly in uh, the book of Hebrews is just this idea that Jesus is better. Jesus is the better priest. He is the ultimate sacrifice. All throughout the book of Hebrews, we see this theme continually rise to the top of the text. And so as we're reading this, and we're reading this last portion, it's important for us to see that because when, when you're reading Hebrews uh, 12, 18 through 24, you may go, what are they talking about? Because, I mean, when you look at it, let's look at it again real quick. It says things like, for you've not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg no further messages uh, to be spoken. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even, if even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. That like when you keep on reading through this, it seems very mystical. It seems... Um, I, almost like classic literature when you think about it. And you're kind of going, 
What's the point? What are you trying to say? And it boils down to this, that there was an old way of doing things that people were trying to force those following Jesus, those believing in the work that Jesus did through his cross and resurrection. Even when we look at this passage specifically, you may find yourself asking, what exactly are they talking about? I mean, when we look at the text, it talks about fire and bla or blazing fire, darkness and a tempest and trumpets and voices. And there are all of these different um, phrases and words in there that it, you may be asking the question, can you, can you just get to the point? And the point that the author is trying to make is there is an old way of doing things that people are trying to push you back into. There's an old way of thinking about this that, that they would love for you to, to really grab hold to, but it didn't work for them and it's not gonna work for you. What we need is the work of Jesus Christ. It's the new covenant that we have through Jesus. And that's really the groundwork that we see in these first few passages. Yeah, um, in verse 18, it says, um, what may be touched? And if you think about it, God in the Old Testament was a, a lot more tangible. He was always, there was, they were always dealing with, you know, fire and, um, you know, these huge miracles and a God with a loud booming voice and, you know, fire and all this stuff that it is talking about in this verse. Um, but now we have Christ, Jesus Christ, who is a mediator and who is that protector for us, between um, us and the holiness and the power of who God is. So the Old Testament is really talking about a tangible God, a God that was right there, constantly right there in front of us. Well, now we have Jesus who is there, who is our protector, who was slain, who died for our sins in order for us to have that connection to God without all the scary gloom and doom and the loud booming voice and, you know, all of that very tangible um, experience that they had in the Old Testament. Instead, now we have Jesus Christ who is there to be that mediator between us. Yeah, and not only tangible, but also distant because the tangible part is the part that is uh, sovereign and perfect and and almighty and all powerful, but it's not the relational part of God. Right. We didn't have the ability to have that relationship that he desired for us to have with him. But instead, Jesus is that better priest. He is that better covenant that allows us to be in relationship with God. And I think for so many people, when we read this and we we try to process it from, from this idea of people who only have ever experienced Jesus through the new covenant, it can be kind of hard to wrap our brain around this tension because these are people who lived a life that was about exactly what you did. It was about living a very specific way of life. It was about doing all of these very specific things rituals, these very living by these very specific laws that by the way, the, the list of laws, the list of laws were growing by the day, by the week, by the hour. It was ridiculous. And people who found Jesus, who experienced Jesus were people who said, there's a better way to do this. I think the brilliance of Jesus' gift to us is that truth that what he gave us was a better way to get to him. We don't have to come to him in the way that we read about in the very first part of the passage that we read tonight, but we can come to him through that new covenant. Yeah, because in the Old Testament, it was all about the law and having to follow this law in order to be in alignment with God. Um, but now we have a relationship through Jesus Christ 
that keeps us in alignment with God's will and his way. And it's not about the law anymore. Law, I mean, laws are important. Rules are important. But now it's more about relationship and coming to know Jesus and coming to go know God through that relationship um, in order for our lives to go in a specific way. The Old Testament, it was all about doom and, you know, doom and gloom, and there was a lot of fear, and there was a lot of trembling, um, and there was a lot of... Um, people being scared for their lives because if they messed up, there was, you know, always the possibility that they could die for the things that they did. But now, uh, we have Jesus Christ. We have a God who sent his son to die for us. So we don't have to worry about those laws anymore. Instead, all we need to worry about and all we need to focus on is the relationship that we have with God through Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is the brilliance of the new covenant. Well, let's keep on looking. Uh, Let's look at verse 25. Check it out. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they do not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. So in this verse, um, we see in the Old Testament how God had his prophets and he had people like Moses and Aaron in order to speak for the Israelites and help them to know what the next step was. And in the New Testament, they have prophets. And today we have prophets, but we also have the Holy Spirit. And I feel like this verse is really just saying, pay attention um, to what God is saying. Pay attention because we're not going to get out of it. If we don't listen, things are not going to get better. The point of this passage is just saying, pay attention and listen and have uh, wisdom and discernment and be attentive to what the Holy Spirit is saying, because we can't, there's no escape from the word of God. There is no escape from his warnings. There's no escape from the signs and the um, things that will come next if we don't pay attention. Yeah, and I think that there's something special about this this particular um, warning or just a word of wisdom that we see in this passage because we see the author talking about the old covenant and then the new covenant and then saying, make sure that you pay attention to the one that's speaking. And in the Old Testament, the person or the people that were speaking were the people that we knew that could hear the voice of that distant God. But be careful because it it might be easier to ignore the personal relationship that you have with God uh, because it is so close to us. You know, I think about people that have been in my life that um, I should have probably listened more to, but I didn't because they were all too familiar. They were all too um, familiar with me. We spent a lot of time together, and maybe in several instances that I can think of, there were moments where they spoke into my life that I should have paid more attention to those warnings. But because of my familiarity, I ignored it. And I think that that's really what this is kind of warning us about when, when you enter into that new covenant and you have that new mediator, that better mediator, uh, that better priest, right, that you need to take what you hear from that mediator seriously. You need to take what you hear from the voice of the Holy Spirit seriously in your life. And we, we've talked before on here about we don't, we, we don't want to be the people who feel like we have to pray about every little thing and, you know, don't, you know, go pray in the line at McDonald's. But, but the truth is, that we should be attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life. We should be attentive to what God desires to say to us because he does desire to guide us and direct us in our life. 
And that's what it really means in my mind to be faithful to God. Being faithful with my life to God is being attentive and it's being vulnerable and it's working to hear what he has to say to me in each season that I find myself in. All right, let's look at verse uh, 26 through 29. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, the things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. You know, when I think about 2020, I think this idea of what could be shaken in our lives being shaken uh, really, uh, really resonates when I think about last year, because it felt like everything that could fall apart would fall apart politically, um, economically, socially. Um, it, it's weird to think about the fact that we're going on almost a year where for all of us, uh, the majority of our, our church, our community hasn't been able to gather. And if we've gathered, we've gathered um, with our half our face covered, and which seems like, uh, it seems light. It seems like not that big a deal, but it is a big deal relationally, like just being able to see people and connect with people. It does play a part in that social, uh, in that social dynamic. And I, I want to be clear, that's not, uh, that's not neither here nor there on what we think about wearing masks versus not wearing masks. It's a reality though, that it affects us socially and it affects our community, that it, it does change that. And I think that even, even for us, you know, one of the things that we really value is family and, and getting to be with family. We actually have a, a Skype call every week with my parents, my sister, and her family, and we just spend time with each other every week. Normally, my parents fly up here three or four times a year just to be with our kids because they're grandparents, and we all know that they probably like them better than they like us. I mean, that's that's probably true, uh, but there there is this um, th- there's just this consistency of having them in our home and having them with us in person. And I didn't see my parents for nine months. And for some of you, you may think big deal, and I understand that. But for for those of us who have close knit relationships with their family, nine months is a lot. Nine months is tough. And, and not only that, we saw it being tough on our kids because of how often they're used to seeing uh, my parents. And that was something in our life that, that because of air travel, because of modern convenience, it's man-made. And last year, it was shaken in our life. And it, it, while it's not the end of the world, um, it was a strain on us at some level. It was a strain on our relationship because we're used to going out once a month at, at least to just be with each other. We, we didn't do a massive amount of date nights because honestly, people were terrified to watch our kids for most of the, the year. And by the way, even if we had gotten a babysitter, where would we go? <laughs> Restaurants are closed. You can't go to a theater. I mean, this, this thing shook a lot in our lives. And I think for a lot of us, um, seeing what uh, could be shaken in our life, shake, 
uh, really changes priorities. It really changes the way we think uh, and really how we approach our life. And so I, I think that uh, just opening up with that thought, we can relate to that in the here and now better than probably we would have ever been able to relate to it two years ago. So really this, the biggest thing that I get out of this verse is that if it's not tied down tight to Christ, it'll get lost. Um, and even like what you were talking about with, you know, just our relationship and church things, you know, there was a lot of stuff that had to be changed, but it wasn't lost. Yeah. Um, our relationship, some of the things that we had to to deal with and change, um, you know, it was a bit of a struggle, but I feel like our relationship is actually better now for it. And there's yeah. things that we um, no longer really struggle with and we're closer because our relationship, we try as much as we can to have it tied down tight to Christ. Um our family, uh, even with church things. I know there was a lot of things, even no matter whose church you go to or wherever you're at, um, community wise, there's a lot of things that had to change. A lot of things had to go via video. Um, you know, there was a lot of Skype, a lot of zoom. There was a, you know, zoomed out. Let me tell you a lot of texting. Um, you know, but you couldn't really meet with people for a lot of you, you couldn't meet with anybody besides your immediate family. And that's hard and that's difficult, but those relationships will, were still strengthened and your community was not lost. If it wasn't tie, if you did not tie, yourself down to Christ and have that as an important um, aspect in your life and realize that Christ is in community, if that's not tied down tight, then it was lost um, and then it was a struggle for you. But if it was a priority, if it, you realize that it was something that was God-given and it was tied down tight to who God is um, and that health was sought after in your life, then things, yep, was, was changed. It was a bit of a struggle, but I'm sure that there was growth and that there was um, health that came from it. Yeah, and I think that just as you were saying that there are good things that come out of that, healthier foundational things are the things that remain, which is what the passage is saying. When we go through those seasons of shaking, we should pay attention to that. What shook in our life that we don't necessarily have to have? You know, I love seeing my parents in person, but getting to see them week to week over Zoom during the season was amazing for our kids. Um, relationships that that I wouldn't normally get to spend regular time with, I spent more time with this year. Um, there are things that I did at my job that we thought were seriously important in 2019. And we realized, oh, hey, maybe we shouldn't do two or three of those things right now because of the dynamics. Well, now the question is, should we ever add those back? Were they really as important as we thought they were? And I think whether we're talking about our jobs, whether we're talking about our ministry, whether we're talking about our lives in general, that's a legitimate question. What are those things that were shaken and what are those things that have remained? Are are our relationships with people and with God those things that have those things that have remained, those good things, those healthy things, those fruitful things? Um, are those the things that we're really paying attention to right now? Or are we worried about the things that have kind of chipped away? I think there are two really good questions that we can have coming out of this season. The, the first of which is this, what are those things that have been shaken in our life? That the, Those things that we thought were really connected to the core of who we are that have now chipped away. What are those things that we maybe relied on too much? What unhealthy relationships, what unhealthy habits have we depended on that maybe 
have been chipped away? And what has been left? What, what are we still standing on? What's still keeping us going? What's made us healthier and helped us grow in this season? And really, really see those two things for what they are. Because when we see those two things, when we see what, what has been shaken and what has remained, when we see those two different things in our life, it actually informs a lot in our own life about what the kingdom of God looks like in our lives. And that's what happens in that shaking, that what is real and what is true and what is eternal begins to illuminate in our life. And that's what he desires to do in these seasons. Look, God didn't cause the pandemic, but he'll sure use it, even even to the point of helping it recalibrate us, help it refocus us and move us in the direction that he has for us. We we talked about that a few weeks ago, that he has a a direction for us. And and through discipline and through shaking and all of these things in our life, he is directing us and moving us in a direction. And the the truth of the matter is the biggest question is what are you going to do about the shaking in your life? Are you just going to wait till it goes back to normal and pile those things back on? Or are you going to allow this shaking to just let remain what needs to remain? Yeah, As a believer, we need to just let go of those things that are shaken because if we have a foundation, the, that foundation will be made clear. And the things that were shaken and things were consumed, they're just man-made. They're just, they're nothing. It's, it's just all material. It's not important in our life. What's important is the foundation that's been made. Now, if we don't have a true relationship with Christ and our entire lives are burned up and shaken and we have nothing left to stand on, then we need to re-examine our hearts, re-examine our lives and make sure that we come and we reconnect with Christ and rebuild that foundation or build a new foundation. Um, because if, If we don't, if we don't come back and if we are so consumed and we are so um, attached to the things of this world, one day it will be gone and we will have nothing, nothing. So it is so important to tie yourself down tight, tie yourself down to to Christ and hold on to the things of him um, because in the end, the things of him is all that matters. Yeah, and I, I think that you know it just goes back to what what's eternal. What is going to to move us forward? And we're actually going to talk about um, really over the next few episodes having a godly perspective in our life and talking about what what is eternal. What does God desire for us to focus on? How does God desire for us to see the world? So we're actually going to start talking about godly perspective next week, which I'm super excited about. But. Man, I've really enjoyed diving in to this chapter. Um, this has always been one of my favorite chapters in Scripture. And I, I know that that's like probably goofy to say that because I, I love the the entire Word of God, but there are, there are different passages, I think, for all of us that just season after season after season hit us in a way that is consistently life-changing. And and Hebrews 12 has been that for me. And so I've I've really enjoyed this. We hope that you've enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor. Take just a moment and click the subscribe button. Click that notification button uh, and uh, let people know that this is an option. You can even hit share if you're watching this or listening to this on a phone. Hit share and you can text it to somebody who maybe needs to hear it. Maybe you know somebody who's struggled with a shaking in their life. Uh, let, Let this be something that encourages them. 
Well, until next time, I'm Andy. This is my wife, Jessica, and you're watching the Andy McMillan Podcast. Podcast.